0: Uh, before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. Yeah, by the way, I'm so happy to see you in this place. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. Yeah. It is so good to be in the presence of the Lord. And we need to be so grateful for peace. I mean, please listen to me. I mean, we can be very angry at something. We can be some, we have some ideas. Sometimes we want to fight for ideas. But people, people, it's easy to speak about ideas. But peace, it's a great gift from the Lord. To be able to be here, it's a a beautiful thing. It's it's a beautiful thing. So, so good to see you here. Thank you for coming. Today we'll leave... Actually, I want to share my heart, and... I was thinking about um, what to share today, because you can imagine so so much information from there, from my family. And I was... um, thinking what to do and what to share. And I decided to uh, be in the Torah portion because I know that the Lord is, has so many things in the Torah portion for us. And um, I really believe, and I want to share with you, with you from my heart, that we live today in a biblically prophetic time. I mean, these two years, these last two years, so many things happen. had happened. Who would even imagine, two years ago, in 2019-18, that would happen to the whole world? <laughs> From one point, it's a terrible time. I read, I read someone, someone said it is, like, it is, it is necessary to, to shift in times to come, or changes in the, in the times to come, but woe to people who live in these times because it's all always something new, always difficult, always things happening. So, I truly believe it's my heart. I'm sharing with you with all my heart. And it's not emotions, it's not about Ukraine, it's from my heart. I shared the same thing, actually, a year ago, I believe. That we live in a biblically prophetic time. And when you think, what can happen next? Or you think, it's already so difficult, it's so awful. Probably it is the most difficult things we ever experience. Here's tomorrow. And you never know what happened tomorrow. And we as believers, we need to be prepared. We need to prepare ourselves. We need to understand things, spiritual things. Because this world is is, is getting crazier and crazier. We are witnessing tremendous change all over, over the world, everywhere. And I don't think America will escape things. I don't think. We are part of this world. We live in this planet Earth. I know that some people who live in the, some countries, they think that they are living in the Marsha or Moon or somewhere else. They have everything they need. No, we live in the small world. We are connected to each other. Everything's connected. Humanity is shaking right now. And if anyone thinks he can avoid the difficulties or trials happening around, he is very much mistaken. I would say this way. Better the staying, things stay away from of, of us, it would be great. But we need to be prepared. What if it will happen in our lives? Better to be prepared. What do you think? I think so. The whole world all the inhabitants of this earth will be affected by the events described in the Bible. So I don't know when will it happen, but I know that every person on this earth will face things described in the scriptures. Everyone. With no exception. Doesn't matter who and where he lives. I just want to read 2 Timothy chapter 3 and please open with me. You would not say it's Rabbi Yuri told me. You'll say, oh, it's interesting. It is in the scriptures. Interesting, I never saw it before. Here's the second Timothy, chapter 3. And I love how it starts. I love. I mean, this is the, something so important. And Rabbi Shaul, Apostle Paul, he was so serious about this. So he begins this, uh, this chapter, actually. Chapter 3, verse 1. With a very important statement, very important statement. But understand this. I know we are people. Sometimes we are slow to understand. I don't know how about you. I know about me. I mean, now I think, you know, what, what would I do differently if I would know what hap- would happen a few days ago? How would I act or? What would I do differently in my life when I know something happened? So we are people, sometimes we are slow to understand things, to embrace, because we can't understand things clearly. Not always. And, and Rabbi Shaul said to us, it's a clear words, but understand these. If you don't understand anything else, if you are, uh, can't keep up with what's happening around you, understand this that in the last days hard times will come why he saying this to us what was his agenda does he want to threaten us so we won't be we would be afraid i don't think so he wants to prepare us he wants to tell us an idea that we will be ready for things in our lives We won't be scary, we won't be afraid, we won't be running around and cursing the Lord for His, uh, I mean, something. So we will be ready and prepared to embrace things. Matthew 24, verse 6 through 8. Here's what's going on right now. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Looks like... uh, Rubbish, uh, uh, looks like it was the time of internet back then. What do you think? Or Facebook or something else? No. It was a prophetic word from the Lord, from Yeshua to us. I remember when I came to the Lord way before, I mean, way before the internet. I don't remember actually. Maybe it was something there. But when I read this place, I said, "Oh, I, I imagine things to happen but I, I would never imagine what's going on right now it is more than I could imagine you will hear of wars and rumors of wars so see that you are not alarmed for this must happen but it is not yet the end so our faith and trust in the Lord is not ends there do you see we, we keep faith with the Lord in all the times of our lives always for nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines and earthquakes and in various places but all these things are only the beginning of birth pains and you know birth of what? Do you ever think about it? I believe it is about kingdom of God. The Lord is coming, and everything supposed to happen. It is written in Scripture, actually in the Bible, that hard times will come. It is said that there will be wars, famines, natural disasters on earth. And no one can cancel this. I know about uh, people trying to avoid uh, pollutions or something else. I mean, I don't know if it's good things, bad things. Uh, some parts is a good thing, some parts not good. But I, my point is different. It will happen. It will happen. Of course, I don't know what will happen tomorrow and how our lives will change, I don't know. But everything is becoming more serious every day, literally every day. More and more we can see that forces beyond man's control shape history. Beyond man's control. And everything goes according to the prophecies of the scriptures. I have lived almost all my life in a peaceful Ukraine. And I could not even imagine that such disaster, war, could come to my land. It wasn't even possible to think. Peaceful place, in the peaceful continent, with good neighbors around. After the victory over fascism, I thought that people, governments, and countries had learned important lessons from history, but my great, great regret I see that people are blind and foolish and do not want to learn from the mistakes of the past and perhaps the biggest problem is that people thinking that they are wise and know how to build their future reject the precious gift of God's wisdom and by rejecting the Lord and His word Humanity exposes itself to severe trials and unsolvable problems because of rejection of the word of God, of the Lord. I would like to read Romans chapter 1, verse 21 through verse 26. Romans 1, 21 through 26. Here's the, I believe, important part, and it's really connected to today's Torah portion. You will see the connection in the end. We have only a couple hours together, so we have. (laughs) For even though they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God or give Him thanks. Instead, their thinking became futile, and their senseless hearts were made dark. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for an image in the form of mortal man and birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them over in the evil desires of their hearts to impurity, to dishonor their bodies with one another. They treated the truth of God a lie and worshiped and served the creation rather than the creator who is blessed forever amen for this reason god gave them up to shameful passions i will stop here because the verse 26 is a, it's a it's a it's a sentence it's a difficult sentence if you see here it's a difficult sentence if a person does not worship the lord he delivers a person up to shameful passions. Patience. Patience. The following describes the sins of the flesh, and we all know that lust of power, envy, hatred are also shameful passions. It's also shameful passions. Their sins surrounded us today, becoming predominant in the hearts of people who live without faith in God. It is, it's boiling around us. We have so much grief because people do not want to forgive, endure, serve, and humble themselves. And I know that, of course, we cannot change the whole world. We cannot change the whole world. But we can start with ourselves. Amen? You and I live in the prophetic times, and you and I must clearly understand this and prepare ourselves so we won't be unprepared. We need to build ourselves in faith. So, therefore, today I want, would like to learn from our weekly chapter from the Torah. And I believe that here we will find fascinating answers for ourselves. How can we prepare ourselves? So let's, uh, I just would like to remind a few words again from uh, Romans. They did not glorify Him as God or give Him thanks. Because of this, they claiming to be wise, they become foolish. Claiming to be wise, they become foolish. And as a result, they exchange the glory of the immortal God for an image. So they didn't glorify the Lord. Do you remember the previous chapter from the Torah? We read it here today, uh, last week, where, there, well, where we read about how the Israelites built themselves a golden calf and said, Behold, this is the Lord, Adonai, your God, who brought you out of Egypt. Golden calf. The lack of worship to the Lord. The wrong understanding of who He is. And then willingness to give Him a place in their lives led to pride. They went into pride. And you know, Pride is always blind. Pride is always blind. person who is prideful, he is blind. He can't see clearly because he thinks that he is right. He sure that he is right. And with pride comes a false sense of wisdom. False sense of wisdom. To attempt to build one's destiny without the guidance of God's Spirit. I would like to read First Corinthians chapter 3 verses 19 and 20. Let us open together. First Corinthians 3, 19 and 20. It's again, it's it's a it's an interesting thing here. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in the sight of God. For it is written. He catches the clever in their craftiness. Again and again verse 20. The Lord knows the thoughts of the wise or who thinks that they are wise. That they are useless. Without the Lord they're useless. Therefore With all his intellect, knowledge, and skill, a person without the Lord and his spirit becomes a fool and does stupid things that destroy him. Looks like people try to invent things to destroy themselves. Do you notice it? And they think that they're wise. Everybody thinks that they're wise, but actually they're stupid. Really stupid. It's interesting, the people research how to split the uh, atom, atom, nuclear, yeah? with only one uh, reason, to destroy itself. <laughs> what do you think about it? I mean, wise people. Let's let find something for what? To destroy ourselves. It's a stupidness, it's not wisdom, it's not, it's not the mind of God, it's stupid things. So, let us open today's Torah chapter, and uh, it is Exodus 36, and let us find one source of wisdom that the Lord speaks about. Exodus 36, verse 1 and verse 2. Here's the interesting idea about the wisdom of the Lord, how to gain the Lord's wisdom. So, Bezalel and Haliab are to work along with every wise-hearted man. I love these words. Here's the Lord calling these people wise-hearted. I mean, we can call somebody wise, we can think that somebody is wise, but when the Lord himself, he's telling this will be, this is hard, wise-hearted man. It is something. It is him. Along with wise, every wise-hearted man in whom Adonai has placed in sight understanding to know how to perform all the labor for the service of the century. According to everything Adonai has commanded. In verse 2. Then Moses called Bezalel Ahaliab, and all the wise hearted men. I can hear the cry of the Lord today. And this is my message for a long time. If you if you noticed, I'm 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 speaking about it for a long time already. The Lord cried, the Lord called, He's looking for wise hearted people today. He's crying for wise hearted people. And we are his children. We are called to be wise-hearted people. It is his call. Wise-hearted people. In whose minds Adonai has set wisdom along with everyone whose heart stirred him up to come to do the work. <laughs> so this... this this name, I don't know how to call it. it is, it's a calling, wise-hearted. In Hebrew, wisdom is chokma. Wisdom, skill, experience. And in these verses, we see that wisdom of the Lord is manifested in the ability to build the house of the Lord. In particular, verses. How to find wise-hearted person? He is with the Lord in his mishkana, building his house. <laughs> In the following chapters from the book of Exodus next chapters we will read when when the tabernacle of Moses was built after that the glory of God's presence came down in a powerful way in the middle of the camp the Lord revealed himself to the people of Israel he came into the camp and you remember what happened there priests were lying down on their faces Israel were crying and singing to the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord is here. He came. And we know that He is our protector, He is our safety, He is our shield. When the Lord is with Israel, nothing can happen to Israel. When Israel pushed the Lord outside, then problems came. So important to understand. That is, a wise person is the one who builds the tabernacle of the Lord in his own life. And it is the who starts to do it right now. A wise hearted man builds the place where the Holy Spirit dwells in his life a place of worship to God, a place to serve Him. It needs to be built. A holy place in heart and thoughts set aside for the Lord. The holy place for the Lord in your own life. The special time, the special place where the Lord is holy. Where the Lord is holy, he is there. He's with you, he's inside of you. Hallelujah. And the true wisdom of God is when, like Bezalel and Haleap, we use our gifts, our time, and our strength to build God's temple in our hearts. It is the time. It is the time to be, to be prepared. The only one way to be in the presence of the Lord in the synagogue here is to bring God's presence with you. Prepare yourself, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And come in the presence of the Lord. It's not opposite. You can't live six days in your life as a sinner <laughs> who really doesn't care about anything spiritually and then to expect the Lord will, I mean, bless you. For sure, He will bless you. He loves you so much. But it is not everything He has for you, He has so much more for you. He wants to be with you. Can you believe it? He wants to be with you on Sunday. Wow, it's hard to believe, but he wants to be on Monday. He wants to be with you on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. And even Friday he wants to be with you. And of course on Saturday in this place. Amen. Amen. I think that each of us desires to be wise in our lives, serve God the right way, see ourselves and our children happy, and do the right things so as not to eat the bitter fruits of disobedience later. So therefore, there is only one way that the Lord speaks in today's Torah portion. All the men in whose minds Adonai had said wisdom, the wise-hearted, and those who built the tabernacle, the dwelling place of the Lord in our hearts. So I would like to step, take one step aside right now. Right now, for, for example, in Ukraine, people of Ukraine, Rabbi Valeri, our mothers, they're praying right now. But I know that some people are so super scary, frustrated, and angry at the Lord. It depends who lives in your heart right now. Today, when everything is good. Because sometimes it's too late to build things. Amen. Every person who wants to be wise in his actions and decisions and wants to measure his life with God's will must have a fear of the Lord. And you know that the Lord did not leave us orphans. He gave us His Spirit. I would like to read Matthew 25. And um, yeah, we are coming to our closing, so be patient and stay with me. Matthew 25, verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom, which means Yeshua, who is coming to us. All ten virgins... All of them are virgins. All of them are believers. They have lamps with them. They're waiting for bridegroom to come. Do you understand this? It's clear here. It's a picture here. It's not saying about that everybody is going with the lamps. 10 virgins. People who are waiting for bridegroom to come. 5 of them were foolish and 5 were wise. I bet foolish thought that they're wise. Because to carry around uh, oil, jars of oil with them, it was heavy things to do. <laughs> and they just came, relaxed, rejoicing. And they thought that these people who took the oil, jars of oil with them, they're foolish. Because they do twice of work. What do you think? I think. For when the foolish ones took their lamps. They took no oil with them, but the wise ones took oil of jars along with their lamps. This is the difference between foolish and the wise. Oil. Extra oil. More oil. Oil for tomorrow. Now while the bridegroom was taking a long time, the all got drowsy and started falling asleep. So I believe all of us, we can um, get... Asleep, because we live in this world, sometimes we are not expecting things, we can do sometimes stupid things. Even, even when we are wise, we can do stupid things. Can you imagine? Can you believe? I found it in my life. I still do stupid things sometimes. And I'm sorry, do not tell anybody. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a secret. We'll cut it later on the service. So, all of us, we can go through difficult times, for sure, doing the wrong things. But, but the difference between wise and, and, and stupid, all difference is in oil, measure of oil in their lives. So, they all started falling asleep. But in the middle of the night, when I thought about it, middle of the night, the, the less expected moment in their lives, the middle of the night, the less expected moment, when you sleep, you don't expect the Lord to come, and He's coming in the most unexpected moment. There's always this way. But in the middle of the night, there was a shout: "Look, the bridegroom! Come out to meet him." And we know in the scriptures it will be shofar blast. Hallelujah. Yeshua is coming. Amen. Then all those virgins, all of those, ten, got up and trimmed their lamps. And here's the problem, verse 8. Problem starts. Now the foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, since our lamps are going out. Wow. But the wise ones replied, and wise, please remember that. (laughs) No, there won't be enough for us and for you. Instead, go to those who sell and buy some for yourselves. Verse 10. But while they were going off to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Now later, as usually, later. The o- other virgins came saying, "Sir, sir, sir, open up for us." But he replied, "A man, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, stay, Lord. For you n- know neither the day or nor the how the the hour." I remember once in Ukraine, Nikolai, many years ago. Uh, we rented place, uh, Shabbat by Shabbat, week by week. I believe you know how it is. And once we, need to, we had to move to another place and we announced it in the synagogue. And some people were you know, not, not careful to listen to, to the announcement. <laughs> I remember one lady, a sincere good lady, called or connected to somebody. This was way before cell phones or just started. She came to the service at 10 a.m to our old place, <laughs> nobody's there. And she truly believed that we are already captured. <laughs> she was crying. And then she connected to somebody and said, no, no, we are, we are here, we're still here, you have time. So prepare yourself. In this case, it was fun. In our case, we need to be careful. We need to be careful. We need the lamp of God's presence to be full of oil in order to light may shine. And we can remain vigilant and not miss the coming of the bridegroom. We need to be vigilant. In other words, to have a burning lamp, you must carry oil with you. And oil, which is the spirit of the Lord in you. You must occupy yourself with the presence of the Lord and the word of God. You must occupy today so you will have oil tomorrow. Whether a believer is wise or foolish can be recognized by his behavior, his time. The wise believer thinks about what he needs to do and how to prepare so as not to miss the opportunity to be at the wedding feast. He takes oil of the Holy Spirit because he is getting ready. Many people know that the Lord is coming to judge the universe. Everybody knows it, especially in America. Everybody knows it. And they will give an account in the last days. But they will be unprepared. Even they know it. So, what else does this parable teach us? Very briefly. First, it warns us that some things cannot be obtained or done at the last minute. It is too late to start preparing for the test when the day of the test has already arrived. It is very important to remember. It is too late for a man to acquire skill and wisdom when the tabernacle has already been built. You know this word, uh, very difficult promise to the Lord. Tomorrow, Lord. Tomorrow, Lord. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Never too early and never too late, which is today. Amen? Amen. If someone thinks that I will pray and repent at the last minute, then you are deceiving yourself. After all, God does not need a formal prayer. Instead, He needs your whole heart, your soul, full of love to Him. We love him so much with all our hearts. And the second lesson. This story teaches us that there are things that cannot be borrowed from others. Cannot be borrowed from others. The foolish virgins were not able to borrow oil when they urgently needed it. Man cannot borrow a relationship with God. You cannot borrow a relationship with God. He must have that relationship himself. Amen. A man cannot borrow somebody's character. It must already be established and maintained. Character of God in your heart. Character of Yeshua. We cannot always live off the spiritual experience ac- accumulated by others. We need to have fellowship with the Lord ourselves. Therefore, Scripture warns us that we will give an account of the of our lives. Out of go- the good treasure of the heart a wise person brings forth good things and an evil person brings forth evil things the man of God desires to love his neighbor the man of God he is a practitioner not a theorist in the love of God practitioner amen a wise person does what the Lord commands and I would like to conclude with Romans chapter 12. This is the culmination of God's wisdom. A wise serves to God. Rabbi Shaul, Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. Here's the very important part. I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable to god which is your spiritual service do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect amen so be prepared not be afraid not be angry be prepared be alert Fill yourself with the Spirit of the Lord, with His presence, with His prayer. Pray for people around you. Have mercy and compassion to people who are suffering. And pray. Do your best. Fill yourself with the Spirit of the Lord so the Lord can use you. And be prepared. Just be prepared. Amen. I would like to invite uh, my wife, Robertson Ina. And after um, our prayer, we will have one very important announcement. So please do not, do not leave the service right after it. we will have announcements. Let us stand together. And then I want to remind you that if Beth Israel is a blessing to you, please consider being a blessing to Beth Israel. Let us pray. Let us pray. And also, in this prayer, I would like to pray this prayer over congregations in Ukraine, over people in Ukraine. I would like to pray this prayer over them. Let us, in faith, pray for people. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. Amen. Amen. Shabbat shalom, yishpachai.